Hello again, friends. Welcome back to the show. I can actually say that now, being that it's episode two. Almost a pro with this. This is the Shannon Smith Shooting Podcast. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, episode two. Uh, nearly a professional at this point. Uh, we got some, some decent feedback off episode one, so I'd uh, appreciate that. And, you know, still learning as we go. So I'm sure I'm making mistakes. I'm sure we're going to get better along the way. And be sure and let me know, you know, through our outlets, what you guys want to see or, uh, in this case, here on the show. Uh, you can reach me through Facebook at Shannon Smith Shooting, uh, through my website, ShannonSmithShooting.com. Email uh, contact is on there. In terms of, you know, if you've got shooting questions you want to ask, that's cool. Uh, directions you want the show to go, that's cool. Topics. Um, not really doing a lot of interviews yet, but I've got, I've got some lined up I'm, I'm thinking about in the future. If you're interested in uh, interviews on uh, shooters or other various people involved in the sports or the, or the shooting training world, uh, I've got a lot of contacts and, and can probably put some of that together. Today is, uh, what is today, early July. I'm sitting outside. It's a little warm, so if you can hear the, the fans and AC running, I apologize. I don't know. This mic's pretty damn good, so it picks up a lot. Enjoying a, a Perdomo Lot 23 Natural. Imagine that. I promise I will uh, branch out and share some experimentation on my cigars. I actually thought I was out tonight, and I was going to have to experiment on you with uh, some of my stash, but I found one of my go-tos, so, so all is good. Also enjoying a Long Island iced tea. No homo. Sorry about that, but it's a hot Florida day, so I've diverted from the Jamesons a little bit and enjoying my little summer enjoyment drink. Uh, home from work, didn't have a didn't have a class today, so I just catched up on some office stuff, emails and sponsor work and prepping for the this fall's match season, which is going to be crazy. Did hit the gym on the way home. Hope you guys are, are working out as, as part of your, your shooting fitness. I'm a big CrossFit guy, and you'll hear me talk about that more in the future. But I, uh, I smashed Annie tonight with a 746. I don't know what my previous time was. I didn't, uh, I didn't look it up. Uh, that was our wad. And I also PR'd my uh, hang clean, or I'm sorry, power clean. So I was pleased about that, 235, uh, yeah, 235, Two, yeah, that's right, Two, 235, so nothing crazy, no beast mode stuff, but pretty not bad for a 40-year-old, I guess, and if none of that makes any sense to you, welcome to the club, CrossFit's, uh, it's almost like a cult, it's got its own language, it's got its own diet, so we're right on the verge of, uh, of being a cult, and the, the first rule of CrossFit is exactly the opposite of the first rule of Fight Club. So you can look that up. Uh, coming off the Florida State Steel Challenge Championship last weekend, uh, first go around at the the Florida State Steel Challenge Championship, it was put on by Matt Mitchell and the crew at GTR out of Gainesville, Florida. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, there has not been a state steel championship in the past, so I was uh, looking forward to picking that up and and hitting the match. <clears throat> they did a fantastic job. My first visit to that range, and it was a great facility uh, located 
I mean, not downtown Gainesville, but and I don't know the area that well, but a little bit north of town, but really close to the, to the population, uh, close to the university. A very nice range, beautiful facility, a lot of space uh, with room to expand. And Matt was telling me they're working on adding some uh, adding some more bays and some some different size bays. So it was a great match, hotter than heck, but hey, it's Florida in, in July. What do you expect? I was fortunate to pull off the state title in uh, limited division and open division. I also shot PCC, which I'm kind of excited about, although I don't have much time behind the gun, but I'm, I'm excited for the division in USPSA and Steel Challenge. Um, the guy that, uh, that won PCC is a prior student of mine, so I take a, a little bit of uh, satisfaction in, in that fact. So, you know, it's all about me. Uh, I was fortunate to win the limited division overall. Uh, Jessie Duff, <clears throat> right on my heels. She's a, obviously a heck of a shooter. You guys know who she is. And Casey CBO came down, smoked my uh, smoked my ass in open division, as to be expected. But I was able to come in second to him, and you have to be from Florida to win the Florida State title. So uh, that gave me the the Florida State title in in open and limited. Um, I'm not great at at smoking my own pole. If if I were, I would never leave the house. But I do pride myself on you know being the top the top practical shooter in the state of Florida. I've, I've been here since 2000. There's a there's a matrix in Florida for when you're native, and <clears throat> I've just about made it. It's kind of a standing joke that not many people are from Florida. Everybody's moved down here, the land of the newlywed and the nearly dead, as they say. But uh, I, I love the state. I, I call it home now. I'm super happy to, to to be here. I love everything about it. And you know, there's a lot of great great shooters in the state of Florida, past and present. Of course, uh, these days we have you know Frank Garcia, my partner, Lescar, Speedy Murdoch out of South Florida, Mandy Bragg, uh, <clears throat> Dave Pruitt has been here for a long time, new guy in in the area, Sal Luna. Those are all fantastic, you know, nationally ranked top shooters. There's also a lot of guys you may not have heard of: uh, Kevin Insco, Armando Valdez, Wes Rounds, Danny Clifton, Jeff Dixon, Paul Whitaker. You know, these were all super hot shooters when I moved here 15 years ago when I was just getting involved in the sport and these the guy you know the guys like that were the guys that I that I was chasing and as a competitor you got to have somebody to chase and and you catch that person bam who's the next you're digging you catch that person bam who's the next you're digging and you know so all these guys I've battled with over the years and you know to to rise to the to the top of the state now I've uh, and I'm the current USPSA champion in open the current IDPA champion in uh Whatever the hell goofy division I shot there, uh, now two-time uh, or two-division steel challenge state champion, uh, won the Area Six multi-gun championship this year. So I, you know, I, I, I really do pride myself on on being the top of the state of Florida. Obviously, I, I'm always pushing for nationals, pushing for the world championship. But um, it it is a sense of satisfaction to to meet you know some of those some of those goals that I have for myself, and I would certainly encourage you to to set goals along along your rise uh, as well. I shoot a lot of divisions, uh, as, <clears throat> as uh, mentioned there. And, you know, I, I shoot a lot of Glocks in my tactical training most of the time when I'm working with military and law enforcement uh, or production competitive shooters, I'm shooting my Glock. Uh, I concentrate on, you know, one division at a time generally. I'm working on open. For the last couple of years, my goal may, being to make the World Shoot team in open. Uh, World Shoot is next year, 2017. 
And um, so that's, that's my main focus, and my practice time goes into that. But, and I touched on this in the last episode a little bit, you know, I'm a competitor. I want to go where the competition is. And, you know, we teach, I teach for a living. So I, I need to show my potential students that I'm competent in whatever division they're looking for. We're heading off to the production nationals uh, here next month. And again, I said this last month or in the last episode, look, realistically, I'm probably not going to win the production nationals. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a gun that I shoot quite a bit. I'm fairly competent, and I know the best production shooters in the world are going to be there. So that's where I want to be. You know, I want to go up against those guys and see where I stack up. Uh, I'm going to shoot the limited nas- this year, limited nationals. Uh, I'm going to shoot every nationals, every, every pistol nationals this year I will shoot. Um, single stack revolver in all the divisions. The only nationals I missed this year was the, the multi-gun. Um, we know without really having the time to concentrate on any of them, <clears throat> on any of them, but you know, I pride myself on being able to, to branch out and, and hang with the field as, as best I can. And I want to, again, want to see how I stack up against, you know, those guys with those guns. However, I shot all those divisions for a dedicated amount of time at some point throughout my career. So when I started, it was, uh, I had a, uh, Kimber 1911 single stack. When I started there, there was no single stack production revolver. It was open or limited. So I shot my single stack in limited with 10 round mags. And that's just, that's all there was. That's how you, that's how you did it. You ran with it. So I shot single stack for a long time coming up through there, even though it was in, in limited division. I uh, eventually moved up to a, a Para P16, so I shot limited 40 caliber with that for years, for a long time, and then switched to open, got STI and open division uh, uh, 38 Super at the time. So I shot that for a long time. Again, I'm talking a you know, number of years, and then switched back to limited, shot limited for a number of years, and I've always, you know, I never really wanted to get uh, thought of or pigeonholed or whatever as a one division shooter. Most of the shooters in the game, uh, if you think of somebody uh, top shooter in the game, you normally immediately think of what division it is that they shoot. And you know, I never wanted to be, <clears throat> excuse me, I never wanted to be that guy. Although it probably happened, you know, as I was coming up through the ranks, I shot limited when it, when I really made it on the national scene. It was in limited division. Uh, one that, you know, the USPSA Nationals Unlimited, the Steel Challenge and Iron Sights Nationals, World Shoot Team Unlimited, uh, or standard at the time for World Shoot. So it kind of, that's just the way, the way the cookie crumbled. But uh, now I've switched back to open, hoping to uh, make the World Shoot Team an open. Well, would love to win a, a national title, probably on the uh, outside of the realm of possibility, but nonetheless, that's one of my goals. And then after that, that'll be that'll be end of next year. Who knows? I'm looking at uh, maybe looking into some three gun stuff, looking into some single stack stuff. Hell, maybe PCC. That's gonna that's the heat. That's the future. So who knows where where it comes, where it's gonna go? But the point is, I wasn't jumping back on a weekly basis or monthly basis or even yearly basis between divisions. I, you know, I concentrated on one division for a long time uh, through my progressions growing up. So now. I do jump back and forth quite a bit, even though I, I consider myself concentrating on one. Uh, I do jump around. I'll again, we're hitting production nationals. I've got 
uh, a class lined up uh, this coming week for three days with a production guy. And I'll get some shooting in during that. And that's going to be about the extent of my practice for production nationals. I'm also uh, hitting carry optics nationals because I'm already there. And I don't even have my carry optic gun yet. It's being built. One of those, I'll, it'll take two weeks. And now we're three months into it. So who knows if I'll have a gun or not. Uh, but that's not my concentration. You know, so I, I want to go out there and do well. I'll shoot the best I can. But, again, open is where I'm concentrating at the time. Um, but being that I've spent the time over the years working on them, it, it's much easier to go jump back in and be you know, proficient. Again, you're not going to be competitive with the best in the world, of course. But I can be proficient because I've spent a lot of time uh, at that division at some point throughout my career. So that kind of brings us to uh, the question for, for this, this episode. I had a student the other day uh, who was, we were shooting limited in the class, and he also brought his open gun along. He had recently purchased a new open gun, wanted to play around with it a little bit, chrono, goof off, whatever. So he was asking, um, he wanted to shoot both guns in competition, and he was asking my opinion on it. And it kind of leads into what I was talking about. But, you know, my opinion is, I, I tell all my students, especially on the competitive side, well, mainly on the competitive side of the house, the number one goal for my students is to enjoy the sport. Chances are you're not going to be a professional shooter at some point in your life. Now, if you're, you know, 11, 12, 18, 20 years old coming to me and, that, and that's your goal, then we could absolutely make that happen. But most of my students are, you know, 30, 40, 50 coming to me. It's their hobby. It's their free time. It's their free money. It's their sport. And that's as far as it's going to go. So it's not going to be aspirations of being, of being a pro shooter. So I tell them, you know, number one goal is enjoy the sport. I enjoy playing golf. I haven't played in 100 years, but even when I did, I was horrible. I'm sure I'd be more horrible now. But I'd go out, shoot my 115, 120, 130, and have a good time. Drink a couple beers, enjoy the day, and have fun with it, hacking around. I didn't put the time in. I never practiced. I never took a class. So surprise, surprise, I never got better. But I enjoyed going out and playing. You know, you see the guys that are throwing their clubs in the dirt and in the lake and breaking the putters and whatever. You know, I never really understood that uh, because they weren't putting the time in either. And you come out and get frustrated and because you suck. And you're, you're out here on your free Sunday spending your money on greens fees or match fees or whatever it might be and getting frustrated with it. Well, what the hell are you doing it for? I mean, this is your this is your fun time. This is your hobby. This is your time away and that, to to enjoy yourself. So the same thing with shooting. You know, my number one goal: enjoy the sport. So I was telling the guy, if if you want to shoot limited on Sunday and and open on Monday and and limited the next Sunday and open the next Saturday or you know, limited the next Saturday, by all means, go for it, man. This is this is your hobby. You're having a good time. Um, go out and have fun at it. If, however, Pause for Long Island iced tea swig. If, however, you want to get better at the sport, then I do not recommend that. You know, I recommend staying with one division, concentrating and practicing on that one division. That's going to be your best your <clears throat> your best recipe for success for getting better. You know, it takes time, it takes practice, it takes dry fire, it takes live fire, it takes match practice, all that to improve in a division. Uh, I would I would 
expound on that in saying that if, if your concentration is limited or in iron-sided division, uh, shooting open will help that. That's one of the other questions he was asking. And shooting open will help that, absolutely. It will help. Shooting open division will make you a better limited shooter. But not going back and forth on a daily basis. I would recommend shooting open for six months minimum, maybe even a year. And then when you come back to your iron-sided gun, you're going to reap the benefits. You're going to see what that gun's doing much, much more precisely. Uh, the nice thing about open, you know, it takes it more or less takes away one of your fundamentals of marksmanship. You don't have to spend so much time aiming the gun because your dot is doing it for you. And the precision of seeing. You can see what that dot's doing uh, much more precisely than you can with iron sights. And the gun is doing the exact same thing. Yeah, you might have a little bit more recoil with an with a uncompensated limited gun, major, major caliber 40, for example. But not a ton, man. It's not a ton. And the action of the gun, the recoil, the way the sight is tracking is more or less identical. And you just don't have that level of precision with the when you're looking at iron sights as you do when you're looking at open. Uh, when you see that dot come into position, when you're moving into position, when you're coming off a reload, when you're coming off a draw, you know, even coming off a transition, it's just you have so much more precision of vision with that dot uh, versus the iron sights. So then when you go back to the iron sights, you have much more knowledge and understanding of what the gun's doing, how the gun's reacting, um, and how you... Um, react with the gun. So how, how is your stance, grip, position, etc. Uh, infl in, uh, inflicting uh, the, the actions of that gun. So it's going to make you way faster with the iron sights. It's going to make you way more accurate. So the answer to his question was it, it depends on you know your goals in the sport. If your goal is have a good time, hey, I want to shoot two divisions a day or two divisions an hour or, or whatever, knock yourself out, man. Go Go for it. Have a good time. If your main goal is to improve in a division, in a given division, whatever that division is, then I would not recommend jumping around. I would recommend staying with that division uh, and spending your time there. Again, dry fire and live fire. Uh, so hopefully that answers his question. I uh, told him a little bit about it, but I also mentioned we'd be covering it in our next podcast, uh, thanks to him. So that'll give him a little bit more insight. Uh, talking about our, our gear segment this month. Uh, jumping back on the tactical side of the house, we're going to talk about a product called a Snag Mag. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a pretty cool product. I've got no affiliation to these guys, don't know them, don't know anything about them. I just heard about it somewhere and, and bought one. I think I saw it on the internet or Facebook or something. But it's a, a spare magazine pouch, for lack of a better term, that looks like a your tactical folding pocket knife. So it clips on the side of your... Um, inside your pants or inside your pocket or wherever you might want to carry it. And it's a super slick little little setup. Uh, I, I, don't even, I didn't even look up their website prior to this podcast, but I would, uh, I would be willing to bet it's snagmag.com or something very similar to that. I'm sure you can Google it. Uh, I carry, well, I'll talk about more about my, my carry setup in a future episode, but I carry a Glock uh, 42 and 380 98% of the time. And... The, the snag bag is a really slick way, easy, which is the main point for me, easy way to carry a spare magazine. Uh, with a little 380, you don't have a, a ton of rounds in the gun. I'm six plus one, so at least having that mag has me uh, 
gives me six extra rounds. And uh, very slick little device. I even I was at uh, Bike Week this year and standing out front one of the bars while my wife was shopping somewhere, smoking a cigar, and the security guy came over and kind of whispered to me. He was cool, but he kind of whispered to me, hey, man, we can't have any weapons in here if you would mind just slip that knife down in your pocket. And he was looking at my snag bag, so I said, yeah, no problem, buddy. So I pulled the, pulled the mag out or you know, lifted it up just enough to clear the hook and then stuffed it down inside my pocket. Uh, little did he know that there was a gun inside my shirt, but... Uh, it happened at the grocery store too. Grocery store, little checkout baggage guy said, uh, actually con- commented on the thickness. He said, "Hey, that's a, it's a pretty thick knife you have there." And uh, on the whim, I came up with. I was pretty proud of myself. Came up with, "Oh yeah, it's a multi-tool. It just kind of clips on there." So I, I use that as my as my go-to now. But you can't tell it's a spare mag and it's super slick uh, piece of kit. And I would recommend you check it out and make it for any make them for any guns, but. I think they're more probably applicable to the to the smaller uh, concealed carry pocket pocket type guns that that you have. And uh, I've shot it in some of our defensive pistol matches. By no means a super speedy reload, but it gives you something. You know, as a concealed carry practitioner, I usually say that if I'm doing a tactical reload or a speed reload in the middle of a gunfight, the the day has gone really really bad. So I view it more as a additional magazine to reload the gun after I've solved the situation. I'm I'm going home for the day. Uh, but check it out, snagmag, uh, probably dot com. That's about it for today, guys. I appreciate your your time again. We're we've come up with a goal of uh, twice monthly, so that's what I'm looking for every couple of weeks. Be releasing a, a podcast. Uh, as always. Let me know what you think. Submit your questions. You can reach me on all the social outlets, Shannon Smith Shooting on Facebook and Instagram and the Twitter. And the uh, website is shannonsmithshooting.com. Uh, that's where our, our podcasts are up there. They'll be up on iTunes here directly, hopefully by the time you hear this. And you can reach out with questions on uh, the website as well. Classes, if you're interested in, in getting gooder, give me a holler. I teach here at Universal Shooting Academy in Central Florida. And, but have gun while travel. I'll come to you if it, if it meets your needs better. I'm off to Tennessee at the end of this month for a class, and you know, I travel around quite frequently, so I'll be happy to meet you guys anywhere. In the meantime, get out of the range, put some rounds down. If you're out the production nationals, give me a holler, and uh, we'll go have a beer in, in Barrie, or you're not having a beer in Barrie, but we'll go have a beer in Quincy. Talk to you later. <laughs>